going on, everybody? It's your boy Jerome, and we're back again. A day late, but we're definitely not a dollar short. With another episode of Word on Wrestling. And, um, yeah, I don't know. For some, uh, it wasn't necessarily because of Easter as to why I didn't record yesterday or didn't go live in the room yesterday. Um, I don't know. I just, um, yeah, this this weekend, I kind of just needed a break. Like, I didn't even watch uh, AEW's Battle of the Belts, so I won't really have much commentary on that besides, like, um, more so how I feel about the winners and the losers. Like, I really didn't take too much into account when it came to uh, Battle, uh, Battle of the Belts. But, yeah, uh, we did have a lot of uh, belts. In title talk uh, this week in wrestling in terms of promos, which uh, we'll start that right off the bat with The Miz and Cody Rhodes uh, opening Raw with um, with Miz TV. And then, of course, we had uh, titles on the line on pretty much every show. I think the only show that didn't have a title match was Raw, if I'm not mistaken. And even with Raw, they were setting up title matches for the future, which which I'll get into. Um, NXT, as you know, with the situation that transpired uh, two weeks ago, um having the tag titles vacated. They had a five-team gauntlet match to crown new tag new tag team champions. The women's title was also on the line as well as the North American title. Over in AEW on Dynamite, we had the ROH television title match main event at the show, which I kind of thought that the tag team title match with main event, but you know, it is what it is. They had uh, Minoru Suzuki uh, for the for, like if if Japanese style um, or strong style Japanese strong style. Um, if that's your cup of tea, then you know I see why. And then also Samoa Joe is new to the company. Tony Khan is trying to, I guess, from what it appears, is trying to push ROH. So, you know, I kind of see why the ROH television title main event at the show. Um, as far as Thursday, uh, I really would have to go back and see what happened on NXT UK, but I'm going to probably start talking about NXT UK on another on another show um probably going to have this show is probably going to be shorter than usual because uh raw does start at 8 p.m. so I do want to try to get back in a rhythm of viewing shows cuz typically I would go back and watch shows uh between Saturday and Sunday to get to get things more fresh in my brain. So I'm kind of going off the rundown just to keep things in order and then speaking on, you know, 
what I remember I saw and how I viewed things. Uh, but yeah, uh, Impact, I believe, was back with a new episode the week prior. They had um, the week prior, they showed matches from the multiverse of matches that they did down in Dallas over WrestleMania weekend. Um, I'm thinking Impact might be a show that I review along with NXT UK and NXT, uh, yeah, NXT UK, NXT Level Up in progress. Uh, so that's probably where those shows will end up being discussed along with main event. If I watch main event as well as AEW Rampage, um, We'll talk a little bit about Rampage on this show because I did catch that uh, the Ruby Soho. I watched. I saw every. I saw two of the three matches from this past Rampage that started at 7 p.m. Uh, Got to say, I am shocked with the rating. Um, I thought that rating would be higher than what it was. Um, that's the only show I was able to really get the rating on. Um, and the only reason why I did that was because, uh, again, like I said, I, w- I was surprised that at where, where the rating landed at. Uh, I do. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the week in wrestling on, on Sundays um, only because it will also lead to typically lead to me talking about pay-per-views or like a pay-per-view preview. Uh, Obviously, in the event that a pay per view is on Saturday, I will probably talk. I will probably do the word on wrestling on Saturdays. Mondays, you might still get Mondays on occasion. Just depends on how my weekend goes. Um, I can already tell you right now, Memorial Day weekend, uh, you, you probably won't get word on wrestling until that Monday. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about any other. Uh, between now and then, I think I think I, I'll be able to commit to Sunday, um, except for maybe Mother's Day. I don't know Mother's Day. I I, I would probably have to see how that all shakes out. Um, it's possible that I will probably do it on Saturday and then uh, come back on come back on Monday with. Uh, Come well, yeah. Do it on Saturday, and then come back on Monday with my review of uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Because I think what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to do the pay per views separate. Um, so yeah, I know Memorial Day weekend. I know there's uh, double or nothing. So it is possible because that's also gonna be that's probably that's also the week my like my birthday weekend. Basically, like my birthday, I think is like the Wednesday before. So I probably won't be doing too much until the weekend, unless I do something the weekend prior. Uh, I don't know. It just probably feels it probably would feel better to do it after to do it the weekend after. Uh, so that Memorial Day weekend, it, it probably it probably be better served for me to do something as far as my birthday is concerned. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Um, play it by ear. Um, so, but it is possible that I would probably do Word on Wrestling that Saturday and then do the uh, Double or Nothing review on uh, Memorial Day before I go uh, and enjoy any potential festivities uh, that may go on that day. Uh, but yeah, um, 
that's pretty much it for housekeeping in terms of uh, what I'm looking to do with the show. Rampage, that might be something that I put on the second show um, and figure out how and when to discuss the second show. But the primary show uh, I'm thinking is going to mostly stick to Sundays. And then, like I said, there could be times where it goes to either Saturday or Monday. And then, uh, depending on how pay-per-views fall, that will play a role in as well as how I'm feeling or what I'm doing outside of this. Um, So for now, uh, look for the – I'm going to try to schedule it um, if I can schedule it. Uh, like, Like, if I schedule it, that means I know for a fact that I'm getting on at a certain time. So uh, if you see me schedule it, definitely don't hesitate to uh, jump in the room and uh, come in and enjoy yourselves. I might open up the floor to people to speak. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, depending on the, if anybody comes in on a, on a day that I schedule it. Um but yeah, primarily it looks like it's going to be Sunday unless other things come up and then we'll do Monday or if there's a pay-per-view on Sunday, we'll bump it up to Saturday. That way we can do the pay-per-view re- review on Monday or we'll bump it up to Saturday if the pay-per-view is on Saturday and then talk about the pay-per-view that Sunday. Uh, so it just depends on WWE schedule, AEW schedule. Um, right now I feel like those are the only two that I probably would dedicate a pay-per-view show to. Uh, I think Impact has Rebellion coming up. Uh, so I need to really tap back into Impact before I can really speak on Rebellion. Uh, but most likely if I do, um, I'll watch or I'll, I'll at least watch the go home show of impact and then watch rebellion. And then we can, you know, discuss, um, discuss, you know, the impact show as well as rebellion. So, um, impact, I kind of have them iffy, iffy, cause I want to try to do one show per day, which that would be raw NXT dynamite. And then it's like a toss-up of if I'm going to include Impact or NXT UK, which I think I'm going to just do NXT UK on the other show um, once I'm able to get that show up and going um, and see what the best time would be. Because it seems like most of the shows that I would talk about are on um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday over the weekend. So if I'm going to be doing the... Or maybe I depend i don't know maybe i'll do those on monday before raw kit before raw starts uh since that'll allow for uh i'll have more time on sunday to to talk um i kind of want to try to keep it under two hours i really don't want to dig like i don't really don't want to go past an hour honestly but um yeah that's that's kind of where i'm where i'm at right now with with the show um but yeah like i said uh, Raw, you know, started off with uh, Miz TV uh, with The Miz and his special guest Cody Rhodes. Uh, there was a lot of flack 
Uh, a lot of people were, you know, speaking down or speaking down about uh, Michael Mazanin or Mike Mazanin uh, in regards. Oh, you know, they they hype Cody Rose up, and you know, oh man, he's he's wrestling the Miz. So that kind of uh, like you know that kind of divided the people as far as where things landed for uh for what WWE had planned for Cody Rhodes. And it was like, I mean, come on, the Miz main event at WrestleMania, uh he won the main event of WrestleMania. You could look down on it all you want, like that he was the third wheel in the Cena Rock feud, but at the end of the day he was the champion. He walked out of WrestleMania as the champion. It was what it was. Two-time Grand Slam, the only two-time Grand Slam winner in WWE. You know, people try to make some make him being reliable be a bad thing, which that was an interesting thing because when because when uh, Cody was 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 in was in All Elite Wrestling, and he had the feud with Sean Spears, and it was thought that that would be like the launching pad for Sean Spears, but then he kind of floundered after that. And, you know, then he ended up with Tully as a manager and he still was, you know, it still wasn't right or whatever until he got with the pinnacle. Then you thought maybe the pinnacle would boost him. And now he's with MJF. He's in the midst of the whole, he's in the middle of the whole MJF Wardlow thing. And it's still not catapulting him anywhere. So, but um, he was the, the 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 term was good hand, which I don't recall them using that term in the Miz TV segment. I was kind of waiting for for them to say that, but they opted to say reliable, um, which is pretty much the same thing. But good hand is like uh, they don't. It's like a back. Uh, excuse me. It's like a backhanded compliment when it comes to wrestling. So. With them using all the other terminology, like when Cody said he, he wanted to wrestle the best wrestlers and Miz corrected him and said superstars. Cody talked about uh, talked about getting belts. Uh, Miz corrected him and, and called them titles. So that was an interesting dynamic between the two and seeing the differences between the two, like Cody as a wrestler, Miz as a sports entertainer. So I mean that 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 was definitely fun to see and like to see the the different the different aspects of WWE and as much as they build themselves as the entertainment company at the end of the day it's still wrestling. Uh, Veer destroyed Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> it was he was supposed to probably destroy Rey Mysterio, but there were people missing from from the show. Um, as you'll come to see later on, or maybe not so later on. Yeah, later on. Yep. Yeah. Well, not too much later. Uh, looks like it was in the second hour. Um, but yeah, he destroyed Dominic. It was supposed to be against Ray. Um, not sure if Ray was. Maybe he was one of the people in protocol. But I would think that if he was in protocol, that Dominic would have also been in protocol. Um, at least that's the word that I'm hearing about certain uh why why certain why some talent missed the show. But yeah, Veer he he yeah, he wrecked Dominic. 
And, uh, you know, they did the whole stretcher job with Dominic. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Because obviously they still need to do Veer versus Ray. Um, so maybe going with Dominic, making the making this this the the switch to Dominic and doing what they did with Dominic getting stretched out, uh, that can lead to a better build for Ray versus uh, for Veer versus Ray. Uh, AJ and Priest fought. Um, AJ came into the arena. Uh, had a quick little promo. He saw a priest. It was on site. I don't think they said. Did they? I think commentary might have said on site. I'm not sure if they said on site or not. But on site, it like it's crazy how hip hop vernacular, uh, hip hop slang, um, street slang, or whatever you want to call it, how it starts seeping into wrestling, and it's it's never. Most more more often than not, is not at the start of something, but it's after something's been going on for a while. Like and AJ, and AJ has been known to to do that with uh, his famous "That's Cap." Like I forgot which promo it was, but uh, it, it might have been when he was tagging with Omos, almost. And uh, and AJ was like, "That's cat." I forgot what there's some. I forgot who it was that they were against. It might it might have been against New Day. Um, but and then AJ AJ goes, "That's cat." Like so, like I can't remember if they said on site or not. Like I know it's on site is a big thing over in Dynamite because of Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, but I mean, well, Priest is from New York as well, so. I mean, like, I'm not sure if on-site was brought up, but I did write on-site because, I mean, I felt like that was mentioned. But I definitely know it was mentioned on Dynamite. But, yeah, they had the match. Um, to, towards the end, the end of the match, Priest gets the advantage, knocks AJ from the ring. He calls, like, like the lights go down and purple and... They go to commercial, they come back, and the match is over. Like, so I guess it was a no contest. Uh, they interview AJ in the back. AJ's pissed off. He still wants to get himself a piece of edge in, in, in Damian Priest. Um, people, a lot of people didn't like how it ended, but I think with AJ being pissed about how it ended, you kind of got to let it ride. Because it wasn't just like it was forgotten about it. This isn't Shaq disappearing from the ambulance. It's like somebody actually spoke up about, you know, how the match ended. Um, so then we get Miz versus Cody. Cody got the win. I think everybody expected Cody to get the win. Miz was Miz. The match was the match was a good, good, solid match. It wasn't just something that you just like felt that you had to get through. There was that little, that little, that little bit of a home mate could miss win this, even though you don't think Cody's not losing. I mean, like I can't see Cody losing yet. Like I could, I could see him losing to 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 Seth at at WrestleMania Backlash because we still have a long runway before we get to like Cody versus Roman or or Cody versus you know however however they however things turn out with 
with one or both of the titles or the unified title, like however that situation unfolds. I feel like we're a long way away off, kind of, before we see Cody getting in the ring to wrestle for the title or wrestle for the wrestle for the belt. So, but you know, he he got the win over Miz, and and, and I guess you could also say he wasn't going to lose to the Miz because obviously there's the rematch with Seth. So he gets the win over the Miz. Seth comes out, says, "Yeah, you know, I heard you." you know, about the rematch and this, that, and the third. Cody, Cody so he did He officially lays the challenge to Cody. Cody accepts. Uh, I believe that match is supposed to be happening at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, we got introduced to Tommaso Ciampa backstage. Kevin Owens interrupts. Ezekiel interrupts. Owens is still feeling like that that's Elias. Ezekiel corrects him, walks off. Ciampa's like, yeah, that's Ezekiel. Owens, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure where they're going to go with Ciampa, but Ciampa versus Owens, sign me up. Definitely sign me up for that. Obviously, they were teammates at War Games the one year uh, with Owens being the surprise partner. And then I I believe they were on opposite sides of the Survivor Series match. Uh, with uh, Team NXT, Team Raw, and Team SmackDown. Uh, so definitely there's history there with Ciampa and Owens that, that they can definitely uh, take advantage of. Um, and then, you know, we still have Owens and Ezekiel. Uh, Naomi versus Liv. Naomi beat Liv. That was supposed to be a women's tag title match. That match is actually going to be happening tonight. Um, Rhea did return on SmackDown to face Naomi. Uh, which we'll get into. Uh, but, you know, Liv being out there on her own, uh, I, I don't know if Rhea was in protocol or not, uh, but that kind of still plays into the fact of could Liv and Rhea split. Uh, we were supposed to get a VIP lounge, but instead Lashley came out, and Lashley wanted to get a piece of MVP and Omos. Uh they just had a war of words uh, between Lashley and MVP. MVP uh, taking credit for Lashley's success, uh, pretty much saying without saying that Lashley was nothing without him. Obviously, we had Lashley with Leo Rush doing like all the poses, which, you know, I really, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that wasn't it for, for Lashley, honestly. Uh, I can't really say, like, I can't really think of a time where I enjoyed that seg- any type of segment. Like, I enjoyed Leo Rush managing Lashley and the whole Lashley, 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 which that was amazing that he went ahead and did that on Twitter. I, he put up the Twitter video or the Instagram video of, of him doing the Lashley after Lashley won, won the WWE title. Uh, but, yeah, and then, obviously, you had the stuff with Lana, Rusev, and Summer Rae. And the whole wedding thing with, in, like, the whole Lashley sister stuff with Sami Zayn and, you know, the wedding or whatever. And, yeah, uh, with Rusev and Liv and uh, who was it? I think Electra Lopez played one of the ex-wives, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, it was it was, it was, it was a whole thing. Um, 
but yeah, Lashley wants to do some furniture moving. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rematch. I'm looking forward to see how to see what MVP can can do with Omos, because uh, like for like big guys aren't really getting, you know, they get a lot of flack, and I feel like Omos has improved. He still has some ways to go. Um, will he make a better face or a better heel? That that that's another thing. But I think coming out of the tag team with AJ and now working with Lashley and MVP, I think that should elevate Omos a little bit more. Um, not sure if he'll get to the level of somebody that could ch- that that could win the WWE Championship. But I think with enough of this, with him and MVP, with MVP being with him now, I think he can get to that to where he can challenge challenge for the title. Um, at some point, um, we got some 24 seven, um, stuff going on with the double wedding tonight. Uh, there was a, the, I guess the bachelor party and then there was a bachelorette party. Uh, I didn't see those segments, but I do know that they're, they're doing, they're doing the wedding tonight. Uh, but pretty much our truth doesn't trust, you know, the twenty four seven title being where it was uh, at the 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 joint the joint bachelorette party. Uh, Austin Theory no more. He's just Theory. Uh, wants to get the U.S. title shot. That title shot is happening tonight. He's going by Theory. He said him and Vince McMahon felt that that was a good idea. Uh, partly they tried to tie they tied in the whole thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, so Theory has he's dropping the Austin, uh, so you know that's one of the, one of the uh, the name changes that that took place um, in WWE recently, uh, which makes me I'm gonna miss when he unmasked as one of the screen as one of the Ghostface Killers, one of the screen killers uh, back down in NXT when the way got formed. And and he 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 did the whole Vince McMahon thing with Vince McMahon on mask. I was like, it's me, Austin. It's he 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 did a play on that. It's me, Austin. Yeah. So you know now he's no longer gonna be Austin Theory. He's just gonna be Theory. Uh, Kevin Owens wants to give a lie detector test to Ezekiel Elias. Uh, so you know I'll be probably calling him Ezekiel Elias going forward. Uh, Sonya Deville has a contract for Bianca Belair's first title defense of the Royal Women's title. Uh, Bianca did defeat Zelina. Zelina talked about, you know, Carmella being dead weight. So Queen Zelina is now going to be a singles competitor from the looks of it. Bianca Belair did pick up the victory. Sonya came out later and actually revealed that she will be the one that will sign this open contract. She attacked Bianca, signs the open contract. So Sonya Deville is going to be Bianca Belair's first challenger. We saw how things played out between her and Naomi on SmackDown, and now she's, you know, attacking Bianca. So it's a little different because, like, she's going to be, like, pretty much immediate. uh, She's going to be getting in the ring pretty immediate versus where she kept screwing over Naomi or ignoring Naomi, not wanting to book Naomi. 
now she's dealing with the Raw Women's Champion. So you kind of, so it's like a different, it's different, but it's the same, if that makes any sense. Uh, so that's going to be uh, interesting to see Sonya uh, back because uh, I would imagine she's going to get a couple of wins under her belt before the actual title match, which I'd imagine would, would, would take place at uh, uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, then we got the tag team champs both getting victories on Raw. And, you know, that story is going to continue to play out. RK Bro beat the Alpha, beat Alpha Academy. Usos beat Street Profits. Um, Montez Ford is Montez Ford. Um, not too much that I can say about that on that end, like, I'm pretty sure you can find the clip on YouTube or Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Montez is, like I said, Montez Ford is Montez Ford. That that boy good. That boy good. Uh, so, you know, jumping over to NXT, we had the the North, the North American title opened up the, the show. We had Grimes get the win over Solo Sokoa. Cameron Grimes picks up the win. Trick tried to interfere. Uh, Solo knocked him, knocks, knocks him off the apron, turns around into a cave-in. You know, uh, Grimes got the one, two, three. Carmelo attacked. So Carmelo and Trick. So they're still going to, it looks like for the time being, Carmelo is going to stick around uh, in the North American title picture. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where they go next with that. Obviously, I think the next big event for NXT is going to be the Great American Bash. Selfishly, I want them to do that in, in Vegas. I wish I could have made it out to Vegas for Money in the Bank, uh, but I would love—I would love it if they somehow can book NXT for Vegas and have that be great and have that be the Great American Bash. I know the Fourth of July is that Monday. Um. And I'm not sure what time it would be out in Vegas. I think it's 4.30, I think, is when Money in the Bank starts out there. And then, obviously, uh, on where I am on the East Coast, it would be 7. Like, I so saw, I guess the main show would start at 8 o'clock. Um, so, no telling if they would be able to do the Great American Bash the same way they did Stand and Deliver. Uh, they may still do Great American Bash on the 5th. Uh, so that's still possible that they would still do it as an NXT episode from the uh, Performance Center. But I feel like that's the next big show for them. Unless they do something in May or June. But I don't recall them having anything in May or June. Uh, we had Grayson Waller talking about him and Song and him and Song Sanga. Uh they were actually supposed to face MSK for the tag titles on, on, on this previous episode, on this episode of NXT. But then obviously things went down the way they went down. The titles got vacated. Waller feels like those titles should be theirs, um, that they should not have to be inside this gauntlet match. Uh, we got the Creed brothers backstage. They were talking about the very same gauntlet match and they were pretty much, um, singling out pretty deadly uh then we got the footage of them picking their number they seem to be excited about the number which you know we'll see later on 
how the drawing of the numbers shook out. Uh, we have Braun Breaker in the ring, and he wants, you know, Joe Gacy. He says his father is safe. Uh, then Gacy comes on, talks about, uh, you know, family and this, that, and the third. Shows the Hall of Fame ring, drops it in the barrel of fire. Uh, this upsets Braun Breaker. We got Toxic Attraction talking about how they won back the women's tag titles and how Mandy is going to uh, retain the women's title tonight that um, on NXT against Dakota Kai. Uh, Jacket Time got attacked in the back by Vaughn Wagner. Uh, we saw Braun leave the leave the PC. Uh, Ikim, Wagner came. Wagner and Robert Stone came down to the ring. Ikemon Jaro came out uh, out there. He wasn't happy. Uh, so that match ends up happening. I believe it was supposed to be Wagner versus Kushida. But with everything that transpired, it turned into Wagner versus Ikemanjiro. Sophia Cromwell, who we've seen in the crowd during these Von Wagner matches, um, after Wagner picked up the win, she's pointing at uh, Ikeman. And then Wagner picked him up and launched him into the and launched uh, Ikeman into the crowd. Uh, Nikita Lyons was getting interviewed. This is probably one of the best spots of the night. Uh, Nikita Lyons getting interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. It kind of looked like it was the lashing outset. So I, I'm not sure if it was the same exact set or if it was, or if that was the intention or not. But um, it looked like the la- the same set that last legend was using most recently when she brought Nikita Lyons onto her show. Uh, Nikita, you see her, she's like answering a question or speaking and you see her, she notices last legend and she tries to get up, but she noticed last legend a little too late. Last legend with the boot to Nikita Lyons. And then she tells Mackenzie Mitchell, if you were going to interview somebody, it should have been her. Uh, they're still going. I, 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 don't, I didn't recall any Nikita Lyons tweets, but I, I did see Lash Legend is over in the UK. Uh, I'm not sure if she's going to have a match in NXT UK or if she just was, uh, was, was just over there training or making appearances or whatever it was she was doing. But I know she was over there with her and Ivy Nawa over there. So it'd be interesting to see if they pop up on NXT UK programming. But I did see some tweets from Lash Legend um, while she was out in the UK. Uh, I believe she was out there with a lion, and she mentioned, and like you see, it's like a statue of a lion laying down, and you know Lash, you know Lash doing what Lash does. Um, we got Pretty Deadly cutting their promo about the uh, the Gauntlet match, and then see them pick their number, and they're excited about their number. Um, we got Mandy retaining over Dakota. Toxic Attraction was, you know, heavily involved in assisting Mandy with uh, retaining the title. Wendy Chu did a, she appears at the end of the match with Super Soakers and she soaks, you know, uh, Toxic Attraction with the Super Soakers. Uh, Joe Gacy took the ring out of the fire and he put, and he put the ring, he put the ring on his finger. And and you can he was supposed to be in like like pain or whatever. 
obviously the the ring is sizzling so you know that 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 that's it's going to be something interesting like where the where they book that match at is also going to be interesting because uh, obviously we saw what happened with with uh Gunther, Gunther uh and, and we see why the Gunther uh Braun Breaker match happened as as early as it did where it was uh you know a one day a one day story of you know him coming out to challenge Braun Braun accepting them doing the whole Imperium breakup um, and then going into the match with not the whole Imperium breakup, but the tag team uh, breaks up with Phoebe and Eichner walking walking off. Uh, but yeah, then you know, so it feels like uh, Gacy versus Braun is going to be a match that they book later on down the line, whether it be on another special Great American Bash or if they just book it on a on an episode of NXT, but they give it time to breathe. Like who knows, maybe tomorrow they make the match official for next week. Maybe they make it official for tomorrow. Who knows? Uh we got Legato getting ready for the gauntlet. Tony D interrupts, tries to pay off Santos, Santos declines by giving him back the envelope of you know, what appears to be money, uh, Santos gave it back to Tony D. He refused the the, the offer that, that Tony extended to him. Uh, another highlight of the night, Cora Jade uh, was doing her in-ring. And then Natalia showed up. And, you know, she was giving praise to Cora Jade. Cora Jade was fangirling out. Uh... She said, you know, that Cora Jade is the future, but the future is bleak. She beats up on Cora Jade, and she puts Cora Jade in the sharpshooter. So, you know, we can expect to see more of Natalia in NXT going forward. Uh, I guess she's going to be the, the new Ziggler, where she'll be in NXT as well as on the main roster. Uh, we got Brooks and Jensen. Uh, excuse me, Brooks and Jensen and Briggs, Brooks and Josh, Brooks and Briggs, Bro- Jensen and Briggs, Briggs and Briggs and Jensen, I believe is how they they announced them. Uh, but they were backstage with Fallon. They're going to be another team inside the gauntlet. Uh, we got the announcement that Nathan Frazier, uh, Ben Ben Carter, for for those eight for those that watch AEW, or more specifically that watch AEW Dark. Uh, I believe he did have a match on Dynamite. It was like like the Saturday night or one of the late night Dynamites um, that they had early on, him him against Lee Johnson. Uh, from there, he signed with NXT UK because he couldn't get work in America. Like he wrestled that match in AEW for free or matches in AEW for free. He couldn't get paid. He couldn't. Is like you know having visa issues, uh, so he opted to do NXT UK. He was trained by Seth Rollins, so there is the link there. Um, not sure if he could have signed with AEW and just went home to until he could come back, but he took at that point in time he he took the offer that was best for him. He was able to wrestle quite a bit in NXT UK and, and get his name out there. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be a, like following 
and following a kid as far as the recent guys that that were in uh nxt uk because grizzly young veterans came over prior to the pandemic um but yeah so we got nathan frazier coming over from nxt uk uh following you know a kid and um pretty deadly and and, and gunther uh so yeah, we got Draco versus Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn picked up the victory. Uh, I'm not sure. They probably, hopefully, will still. It'll, I feel like they're still going to do the Draco story with him. Hopefully, um, joining with Gacy and Harlan. Uh, I, I I personally want to see more Draco Anthony because uh, this is a good gauge to see somebody like develop and you know make make their way. And make their and, and make their way up, make their way up through WWE. So he was one of those guys that was uh, at the Vegas tryout, if I'm not mistaken. Him, Nikita Lyons, um, and there were a few others that have pretty much uh, Malik Blade, I believe, and I believe Idris Enofe was there as well. Uh, so that class of uh, the, the the performance center, you know, they're all um, they're all making their way to get more TV time, and and Draco has been getting quite a bit of TV time. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what what happens next. Like after he lost to Zion, is that going to be something that will continue? Will he try to go after Zion once he aligns himself with Gacy and Harlan? Uh, we got Natalia, you know, in the women's locker room. Tatum Paxley, who was uh, Ivy Now's tag partner in the in the women's Dusty Cup, she is trying to gain uh, mem- membership into Dynamite. So uh, she challenged Natalia, and Natalia accepted that. Uh, it, like I said, it appears that she still will be tagging with Shayna if. Uh, uh, SmackDown gave any indication, and then we got the Gauntlet match. Uh, Raw is getting ready to start, um, so I'll probably check into Raw a little later uh, as soon as I wrap this up. Which there isn't much else left uh, to talk about, um, so I'm gonna try to get through this as quick as possible. Uh, the Creeds drew number one. Legato drew number two. The Creeds advanced. Uh, Briggs and Jensen uh, drew number three. Uh, Brutus did get powerbombed through the announce table. That was one of the big spots. Uh, Creed's managed to still pull out the victory. Sangha and Waller came out, and um, they were number four. The Creed's pretty much showed their displayed their strength with you know suplexes and things of that nature on Sangha. Uh, before they eliminate them. So now you have the number one team against the number five team, pretty deadly. Uh, The Creed's are pretty beat and pretty tired at this point. Uh, Pretty deadly for the most part, pick the the bones. Uh, It wasn't, it wasn't like easy at all by no means. Uh, It felt like the Creed's could still pull it out, but you know, Pretty Deadly was able to uh, lay claim to the vacant titles. 
and uh, definitely we'll be seeing what goes on next uh, with the Creeds and, and Pretty Deadly. Uh, it was prior to the, the belts being uh, vacated, I feel like that was going to be something where the Creeds and Pretty Deadly would battle it out, and then whoever came out on top would be the team that would uh, go after the tag titles after that feud win it and then you know but now it looks like that that's going to actually be the title feud inside the tag team division uh hopefully some of the other tag teams still get spotlight like uh i was kind of surprised there was no grizzled young veterans in that match uh unless i missed something yeah there, there was no there was no 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 grizzled young veterans um, obviously, I guess Sangha and Waller, you probably still had to give them a spot because they were supposed to be in a tag title match anyway. So I kind of feel like you had to give them a spot. Uh, Briggs and Jensen, I mean, they've been on TV more than more than Grizzled Young Veterans lately, as well as Legato. I mean, they could have easily made this a 16 thing, but uh over the dynamite we had cm punk beat penta there was a spot where things didn't work out on the top rope cm punk sold his knee a lot of people were worried about whether or not he injured his knee or not but it seems like he did that to avoid the you fucked up chant so you know that was quick thinking on his part uh we got the jericho uh appreciation society ah <sighs> But they got attacked, like I said, on site by Kingston, uh, Santana, and Ortiz at the airport on site. Uh, Kingston stole another pair of uh, footwear. I couldn't tell if it was sneakers or shoes from one of the former 2.0 guys. A match that happened early on, I wasn't expect. Like I said, I thought this match would have main evented. But it was actually the second match of the show. Jurassic Express beat Red Dragon or redragon, however you want to say it. Um, they end up facing off with FTR at the end uh, to tease FTR versus uh, Red Dragon. Uh, I believe FTR did come down at one point uh, to NXT to, to wrestle O'Reilly and Fish during the Undisputed Era days. Uh, that would have been something good to see with the, revi- with the revival still in uh, NXT or if Undisputed Era had went up to the main roster uh, so we're probably going to be getting that match soon before FTR goes on to go up against Jurassic Express themselves uh, it's a possibility that all three titles could be on the line uh, I would it wouldn't shock me if we get FTR versus Jurassic Express at double or nothing uh, with that with all three titles on the line um from there who knows what's going to happen with the tag division i feel like the tag division right now is pretty much ftrs and red dragons to to have um and but you know obviously jurassic express is going to still be in the mix i really don't see the other tag teams at this point outside of young bucks getting involved in that upper tier for who's going to be going after the titles. Obviously, Santana and Ortiz are busy with the Jericho, Jericho Association Society or Appreciation Society, whatever. 
uh, along with Eddie Kingston. So it's no telling on when they're going to jump back into things. But I feel like those are that's potentially your top five tag teams in AEW right now. Uh, FTR, Young Bucks, Red Dragon, uh, Jurassic Express, and Santana and Ortiz. and Jurassic Express could easily get replaced uh, by any tag team uh, to make to take that fifth slot. Uh, it's just a matter of who's going to get the opportunity to do that. Um, top Flight, The Acclaim, Private Party, Butcher and Blade, The Hardys. So, yeah. The tag, like, like on paper, that tag team division is insane. Um, obviously, you know, you got Lucha Bros whenever Phoenix comes back. Uh, you got the 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 knights of the the kings of the black throne as you know that's the tag team of uh, Malachi Black and Brody King uh, from House of Black. Uh, personally, I would rather see them switch that up and let that be Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews or Buddy Matthews and Brody King. Uh, but I am leaning towards. Uh, I am leaning towards it being uh, Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews. Uh, so they're still teasing hate, uh, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Both women qualified for the Owen. It's just a question of if that's going to be, if they're going to guarantee us that match by making that one of the first round matches, or if they're going to, like, it's, it just depends on how far out do they put that match. Is it going to be a situation where they cost each other at diff- at whatever point in time at certain at a certain point in time? Does either one of them does Jamie like when like is Jamie Hader going to cost Tony Storm her match, and then Tony Storm retaliates and cost Jamie Hader that mat her match, and then they have their match based off of that, or will they have the match inside the tournament? Uh, Sean Dean improved the 2-0 against MJF by winning by counting out thanks to Wardlow's antics. Wardlow once out of his contract with M- MJF. Um, Darby challenged Andrade to a coffin match, so that match is going to be happening on Wednesday. Uh, it appears Malachi Black, speaking of Malachi Black, it appears that he's still going to be feuding with Fuego. Uh, Jericho, Hager, and Garcia beat uh, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, a lot of interference. Uh, Floyd got the, uh, Jericho and Floyd with his the Floyd the Bat. Um, so, you know, that's that's going to be far from over. MJF made the announcement and he paid off Jose the assistant. Uh, so we're going to get MJF, uh, excuse me, not MJF, we're going to get Wardlow versus uh, The Butcher. I believe that's also going to be Wednesday. Uh, Mina Shafir beat Sky Blue. The best thing about that match was Red Velvet and Kira Hogan being inside the baddies, Jade's, uh, Cargill's baddie section. Uh, they were both on uh, social media. I believe Inst- uh, it was either Instagram or TikTok. Not sure where the video originated, but Velvet, Hogan, Velvet, Kira, and Jade were doing like a TikTok dance. Uh, be interesting to see if they pay off that going baddie session to be in, you know, uh, helping Jade out. Kind of like 
you know, the same situation that Britt Baker had with Reba and um or Rebel, Reba Rebel, uh her and uh Jamie Hayter and Mercedes Martinez, well, until until she removed herself from that situation. But yeah, so that that'd be interesting to see if that's a similar situation to what Britt Baker had going on when uh she was the AEW women's champion. Uh there was supposed to be a hook interview that got interrupted by Tony Neese and, and Smart Mark Sterling. Dan Housen again uh attempting to uh curse hook. Um Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara took was uh talked about. That's supposed to be going down at Battle of the Belts 2. Again, like I said, I didn't watch Battle of the Belts 2 uh, Saturday. Uh, I had every intention to do it, but this weekend, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just kind of took a break. Uh, we got the tag match, Starks and Hobbs against Swerve and Lee. That was a nice showing from uh, all four gentlemen. Uh the worst outcome happened, though. I, I would have preferred Starks get the pin if if his team was gonna win, but Hobbs got the pin on uh got the pin on Keith Lee. Uh, so I guess they really want to try to push Hobbs. Um, not sure if that was the way to push him because certain things happened in that match where it was just like, eh. I really couldn't see Hobbs being the one to get the victory. Like I thought for sure that Ricky Starks would have been the one to get the win. Uh, we got another. We got a funny joint segment backstage with Thunder Rosa getting interviewed. Nyla and Vicky interrupted with a cake. Uh, Thunder Rosa's like, nah, I'm not going for it. You know, knocks the cake into Nyla's face. Nyla, you know, she's blinded or whatever, and you know, runs into Vicky and things of that nature and. She did get some hits in, I guess, on Thunder Rosa before it got broken up or whatever happened. But uh, I should have named this episode "Cakes and Cake and Violence" because Nyla Rose that that was funny how she she's like, "I love cake and violence." So you know that that was pretty cool. Um, and then Joe beat Suzuki. Uh, Joe's the new TV champ. Leafland and Duck, Duck come out with the present. It's a middle finger. Lights go out. Sat numb seeing debuts. And it's kind of like, eh. Um, the only thing I watched on Rampage, I caught, uh, well, uh, Blackpool Combat Club beat the Gun Club. I didn't see that match. Uh, I saw Ruby Soho beat Robin Renegade. That That was cool, but I mean, it was it was an Owen qualifier, so we all kind of knew how that was going to happen. There's really only one uh, so far Owen qualifier that is really up in the air on who's going to win, and that's the one uh, Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, so far, prior to that match getting booked, all the matches have been like an AEW talent against a non-AEW uh, talent. Um, you know, they're they're signed to their their their, their extras. They wrestle on dark and dark elevation. So you kind of already get the feeling that the AEW wrestler contracted all elite wrestler is going to win the match, which that was interesting because the women's match on Dynamite, neither woman is all elite as of yet. 
uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't think Marina Shafir has been announced as being all elite. And I don't believe Sky Blue has been announced as being all elite. Uh, so I believe that was the first time they had that type of match on uh, Dynamite. But they, they had to get Marina Shafir out there onto the show. Uh, but yeah, the speak, um, in the not, not a Texas deathmatch main event, uh, Hey Man Adam Page beat Adam Cole in a last man standing match, uh, hit him with a dead eye through the table, he put a crown of barbed wire on his head on Good Friday, uh, that was one of the big things that blew up on the internet. Uh, Sean Rossap had tweeted out, um, laughing my ass off, L-M-A-O-O-O, and a, and a whole bunch of O's, uh, Hangman Page put a crown on Adam Cole, put a barbed wire crown on Adam Cole's head on Good Friday, and, uh, Eric Bischoff was like, and this is funny to you? Because I don't know how big that gets if Sean Rossap doesn't make that tweet um i did see other people come out against that spot in putting on the barbed wire crown especially on uh on good friday so that kind of that kind of took away from the match even more for me even though i wasn't like really privy to what had transpired until i put two and two together like, cause I, 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 like I said, like I, I tried to watch the match, but I do like to go back and watch again before speaking on things, so I can get like a better look at at what went down. I did go back and look at the clip, and I mean, in isolation, if it doesn't happen on Good Friday, you really probably don't think anything of it. But the fact that it happened on Good Friday, it, yeah. It kind of was one of those things where it was like you kind of got to think before you do it. Any other day, you probably would just say, "Hey, up, you know, put this barbed wire, put this barbed wire on your head, and make it, you know, makeshift crowd or whatever." And you know, you probably do it, and everybody's like, "Oh, that was amazing!" He, you know, he wrapped the barbed wire around his head, he gave him a barbed wire crown. But then when you throw in barbed wire crown on you know, Good Friday, Passover, Easter, however you want to look at it, it's 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 not a good look. Um, so I don't know who's next for Hangman Page. I guess I guess I guess Punk's gonna be next. Uh, I know he has the match with Dusty. I mean, excuse me, not Dusty with Dustin. And uh, he already beat Penta, and, you know, I guess he's going to be more present on these shows going forward to stake his claim for the for the title. Um, RK-Bro, speaking of titles, they accepted the Usos challenge. Uh, Riddle got attacked uh, at the, after, after RK, after Randy accepted the match. Uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, she beat Naomi. Uh, looks like Rhea and Liv are good again. Uh, 
They show Sasha looking concerned about potentially losing the tag titles. Uh, so that match is going to be happening tonight if it hasn't already happened. I, I do need to uh, get on over there to, to Raw. Uh, so we're going to run down SmackDown, and then I'm going to go ahead and get on up out of here. Uh, Kayla, you know, she tried to interview the Usos. Uh, they walked into Roman's locker room. Uh, Corbin got interviewed backstage uh, in regards to what went down with Mad Cat Moss. And then Mad Cat Moss got interviewed by Drew Gulak, who they may mention is uh, trying out to become a member of the SmackDown broadcast team. Uh, Moss went against Humberto. I believe the young lady's name is Tiana James, if I'm not mistaken. That was on the Kiss Cam. Uh, Mad Cat picked up the victory. Angel wasn't happy. Uh, I believe this Friday, I believe we're getting Mad Cat versus Angel. Uh, so I guess this is going to be a way to continue the Mad Cat Baron Corbin or, you know, Happy Corbin storyline. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Humberto and Angel following this. I know the Kiss Cam is definitely getting over. And, you know, when you have women like Tiana James, uh, as the the person getting kissed inside of the kiss cam as the fan uh please 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 let casey lennox where is k i know she's on aw dark got it we got to get casey lennox on on a kiss cam i'm I'm gonna just put that out there (laughs) oh charlotte uh she confronted pierce in the back gulak interrupted Wanted to find out, you know, how, like, get, get like, uh, feedback on or get, get a review, performance review or whatever from Pierce. Charlotte wants Gulak to interview her in the ring to get the performance review. You know, things go left. Uh, Charlotte ends up attacking Gulak, putting him in the finger four into the figure eight. Oh, man. Like. I, I really want Gulak to stay wrestling, but obviously if that's not something that that's going to be, you know, in the cards for him, it would be interesting to see how he does as a member of the broadcast team, whether it be somebody that does interviews or if he gets on commentary. I don't know. However you slice it, Drew Gulak is entertaining. So find a way to keep him on my TV screen. Uh, Drew versus Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn lost by countout again. So this coming Friday, they're actually going to have a lumberjack match. Um, at first, I thought they were just going to do like uh, no countout, but you know he went with uh, Pierce went went with uh, lumberjack match. Uh, so that 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 should be uh, interesting uh, to see uh, to see how. Uh, Zane works with the Lumberjacks because I feel those spots with Sami Zayn on the outside are going to be pretty interesting. Obviously, I feel like the Hills are going to try to beat up on Drew Drew on the outside. Uh, when done right, Lumberjack matches are amazing. Uh, I believe the last one I recall that was really, really good. Um, and no, I'm not talking about the one with the zombies as Lumberjacks. Uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Obviously, he goes by John Moxley now, but 
I do remember that lumberjack match, and you know, I I I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Uh, Kayla interviewed Ricochet before Ricochet went out to retain. He went out and retained the Intercontinental Title against Jinder Mahal. Uh, we got Sheamus Ridge and Butch backstage. Uh, Butch ends up running off. Ridge tries to get Sheamus' attention, tells him, hey, we lost Butch. When we find Butch, he's diving onto Xavier Woods. Uh, Kofi and Woods were autographing pictures of themselves, uh, I guess, for the WWE Universe or whatever they were uh, doing backstage with the uh, with their pictures, uh, signing, signing the autographs away. Uh, Sheamus and Ridge finally come on the scene. You know, refs and security or whoever, all else back there, they 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 break things up. Um, they did tweet out a picture, uh, Sheamus and Ridge, that they found Butch and they had Butch tied up. Uh, so that that was pretty funny to see on socials. Uh, we got another part of uh, Lacey Evans promo. Uh, Natalia and Shayna were showing backstage watching it, and then they were complaining about the new girl having her clothes all over the place in the locker room. Uh, initially, I thought, like, wait, like, did they call up another another woman from NXT? Like, is this Dakota Kai? Like, did she get called up to the main roster? But it turned out that it was Raquel Rodriguez, the former Raquel Gonzalez, former Reina Gonzalez. Um, so, uh, I guess maybe Raquel versus Shayna, Raquel versus Natalia. It looks like those matches are on the horizon. And then we got the main event, uh, Riddle beat Jimmy Uso, uh, Riddle hit an RKO, uh, to pick up the win. Randy Orton was on one the whole night. Like, he was on one in the opening promo. He was on one here um, as he was hyped when uh, Riddle hit that RKO. And uh, the title unification match was made official for WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, so that was that's gonna be something good good to see. I I, I would I would imagine that that match is gonna be the main event because uh, I don't think outside of well maybe Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey that for the I Quit because uh, as of right now I'm not sure if they're booked Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke, uh, but I guess if they book that match that match would be the main event. But I don't know. I feel like the unification bout. Should main event over the I Quit match, and so I think the only thing that could bump it from the main event spot would be Roman versus Shinsuke. Uh, but it is possible that they could hold uh, Roman versus Shinsuke off. Uh, I'm not sure how long they could hold it off. Like there was no Shins, there was no Shinsuke on SmackDown this week. There was no Roman on SmackDown this this past week. Um. So no telling where they go with like how they're gonna how they're gonna book that um, in terms of what what match is gonna get the main event at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Um, real quick, like I said, I didn't I didn't watch uh, Battle of the Belts, uh, but we did get 
uh, a new TNT champion. Uh, more audio came out of him uh, saying some things that he would do to some women. Uh, specifically, this time, Miley Cyrus. Obviously, we all heard the Sasha audio. And now the uh, the Miley Cyrus audio has come out. I believe it might be from the same podcast. And it's possibly from the same interview. Uh, so I'm not sure what they're going to do about that. If they're going to just say, hey, that's a part of... Like, unless he didn't divulge everything. Or if that whole podcast wasn't played for Tony Khan or whoever else in AEW... Or uh, like I think if I think I, I'm I'm thinking nothing's gonna come of it if Sammy was forthcoming with the additional uh, audio of what he said uh, in that podcast. Um, but yeah, he's he he's uh, he's now a three-time TNT champion, and you know Cody, uh, not Cody, Scorpio Sky. And uh, Ethan Page were very pissed about, about that outcome. And, uh, yeah, like, one of those guys needs to get that belt and get a decent run with it. Like, I feel like Scorpio Sky did not get his just due as the uh, TNT champion. I did kind of send a tweet out saying that uh, he was doomed the minute he posted the title with the... Uh, with the black and proud t-shirt. Not saying that he was wrong for doing it. Because I definitely supported him in doing that. But. Uh, and I and I don't want to say that that was the reason why he lost the title. Uh, but I guess they want to try to ride this Sammy wave. This, this Sammy Tay. Sammy Tay wave or whatever it is. Um, yeah, uh, Jonathan Gresham defended the ROH title, the ROH world title, successfully against a former ROH world champion in Dalton Castle. Uh, we got uh, the news uh, that Gresham did this. He uh, suffered a concussion is, is, is the news that came out of that. Um, far as I know, as far as any anything official, uh, he's, he's not medically clear to Russell, so he's not he missed the uh the two progress events for yesterday uh sunday and today um where he was supposed to defend the progress uh the progress world title uh so unfortunately he was not able to keep the, that commitment progress has already announced that he will be defending the the uh the the progress title on uh, May 15th uh, when he returns to progress. Um, not sure what's going to happen with the ROH title. Like, I know Jay Lethal wanted a match, and I know uh, Samoa Joe is in the mix. Now, Samoa Joe is the television champion, so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, Thunder Rosa retained the women's title against Nyla Rose. And I think, yeah, that's it. Those are the three matches from uh, Battle of the Bells 2. Uh, I might go, I might watch it prior to Dynamite this week just to, you know, get the visuals uh, with those. Um, 
obviously with more time and taking time to watch the show the shows again uh i might include battle of the belts three or whatever uh aw decides to call their next uh their next special honestly i thought that these specials would be big they're not big like i like in terms of what i thought they would be uh far as i recall if i'm not mistaken these are one hour shows on saturdays uh a lot of the stuff that they have put on battle of the belts they could put on dynamite or rampage uh i'm still not taking people are taking the bait or whatever they're doing and uh anytime they say that this is a pay-per-view quality card for dynamite and then i kind of just look at the card and cringe uh, because even AEW's worst pay-per-view is probably, which is, I believe that was full gear, uh, 2020, uh, or all out 2020. Yeah. It might've been all out 2020. Um, that that's considered the worst, uh, AEW pay-per-view, uh revolution is probably up there the uh revolution for uh, last year's revolution from 2021 so i don't know man uh rampage they did 600k coming off the uh willa yuda uh john moxley match uh so they they decided to do the seven o'clock start again to go live and um yeah, they did 482,000 482, viewers, a .22 in the all-important quote-unquote demo. Uh, the, uh, what is it, 18 to 42, 18 to 40, 18 to 49, something like that. Yeah, 18 to 49, the 18 to 49 demo. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe everybody wasn't home from work yet. I'm not sure, but they do count the DVR numbers up to a certain point. I think it's called the DVR plus two. I believe it's you get two days, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 48 hours. Not quite sure how that all calculates or how that all works, but 482 for your world title match that you hyped, Texas death match. That was not a Texas death match. Um... And that's all I got. Word. Out. See you guys next week.